Good evening. So I started with a little bit of silence. Uh, I'm sure that some of you checked your sound settings. Some of you probably wondered what was going on. Some of you probably thought that I wasn't paying attention. Uh, tonight, as we wrap up this series, I'm going to talk about communication. Now, I only took a couple seconds. I didn't actually count because it seems so much longer on the internet. And plus, if I go too long, then you're going to turn it off and try again. Uh, but it's so vital to every single relationship, communication. And, and when you're silent like that, it brings up so many more questions. Uh, it's one of the tricks of certain lawyers and, and things like that, which in, in court and where they'll uh, be silent or a police officer will be silent in front of a witness or in front of a, a suspect. And it, in silence, we get so uncomfortable, we start talking and you start to admit things and things like that. And in our personal relationships, we forget how important it is. And so throughout this series, we've talked about love and that's the point of the series, what is love? And tonight, call me maybe, because I'm nothing if not on the cusp of pop culture references uh, from several years ago, but uh, I, I want to talk about that, about communication, about how important it is to every single aspect. And if you've noticed, if you paid attention each of the weeks, uh, it's come up off and on through respect, through trust, through attraction, through all of these different things. Because no matter what the relationship is, if it's a family relationship, you have to have communication. Uh, that's a hard one because uh, parents, they know what's best for you, and they've gone through it, and they feel this uh, experience, but on the same token, you know what's best for you, and you're living your life, and it's different than theirs, and so when you talk, sometimes each of you are talking not to each other, but at each other, and, and it becomes very much like, listen, I'm right, and I'm going to tell you why I'm right, and then <clears throat> the other side saying, hey, you know, I'm right, I know this, and etc., 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 uh, with friendships. It's kind of different because you're more accepting sometimes, uh, but it's still kind of the same thing. You go into every conversation, to every relationship with this feeling that your point of view is right. Uh, you may not tell people that, you may not act like it all the time, but we all have that feeling. Uh, all you have to do is watch any political debate ever, and, and you'll see that everybody always thinks they're right. It's just kind of how we're we're put together, and that goes into communication. Even if we're kind with it, we still have this feeling sometimes of, you know, eventually you're going to come around to my point of view. Uh, and that's not what it's supposed to be, and that's not how this was set up. One of the things that we're going to talk about is just how important it is to talk. Uh, if you have a best friend, if you have somebody you're really close to, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is that you're really close to, when something good happens in your life, you want to talk to them because you love them, because you want to tell them about it. When something bad happens in your life, you want to talk to them. And then vice versa, like when they have something good, you want to hear from them. When they don't, uh, you, you want to hear from them. You want to help. You want to be there. And, and that's, again, all part of communication. I want to start with, as I talk about how important it is and how it works and why we should do it, uh, James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil of your lives, and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. This paragraph essentially gives us the key to how to communicate. Now, in terms of being able to, in terms of having the courage, in terms of having uh, the confidence to talk and to share things, that's different. But this tells you, once you start, once you start texting, once you start talking, whatever it is, this tells you how to do that. And by that I mean it says very clearly, uh, be quick to listen. 
Anybody that talks to you, it doesn't matter if you agree with them, it doesn't matter if you're ever going to agree with them, it doesn't matter whatever, be quick to listen. Find out what they're saying first, why they're saying it, uh, what their point is. And maybe you're going to super disagree with them. Maybe they're super wrong. Maybe it's something that just is completely wrong and bad. Then you know to walk away, but you've listened. Uh, if you get on Facebook, and I know that that's more for older people now, but if you get on Instagram, if you get on Twitter or anything else, social media related, internet related, Reddit, uh, what you'll see is somebody post a comment and then a bunch of people start commenting without reading the comment. Uh, you will see like, hey, this is what I think or this is what, and I just wanted to share that. Uh, or, hey, you know, if this is happening, then let me know, blah, blah, blah. And you'll see people respond as if they didn't even read that first comment, just going so hard against them because we have, again, that, that feeling and it breaks into our communication. Again, I'm going to go back to the parents and, and kids one real quick because that's kind of the one that you, you're going to deal with the most. Uh, for parents, those of you that are watching, if you're truly honest, you'll say that when you were young, you had issues communicating with your parents. And maybe you still do. And it's like, yeah, they just didn't understand. And every single one of us grows up saying, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. And then, you know, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Maybe different wasn't what it should have been. And it's like, hey, you know, I realized my parents did a really good job, whatever. We go into these with younger people, people that we know more than. And we sometimes get so caught up in the fact that we know what's coming, that we see what's coming. Uh, I'm not a parent, but I can see when I, when I talk to kids, when I counsel, when I talk to, to just adults, uh, I can see what certain decisions will do because I've seen it before or I've heard it before or I've lived through it before. And it's so hard. It's so hard to watch someone go to make a mistake. And I would imagine it's infinitely harder when it's your kid, when it's someone that you've raised. And so we go into those situations just ready to prove our point. And again, again, politics. Watch how politics work during the election cycle, how people, regular people talk. It's not, hey, this is what I think. What do you think? Let's talk about it. It's this is what I think. If you don't think this, shut up. I'm not saying you say that to, to kids or anything, but I'm saying that we speak sometimes, all of us, from this perspective of, I'm right, you need to listen. Now, obviously, like I just said, it's important to listen, so the kid, the adult, whoever should listen too. But we also need to remember that, that we have to be slow to get angry. We're, we're not here to convince people, we're here to help people, we're here to talk to people, we're here to share with people, we're here to be honest, to communicate. And that's what happens in each relationship. That's what the healthiest relationships are. Uh, I, I would imagine that the best marriages are the ones where the people talk, they're honest, they share what they're going through, they share how they're feeling, they share where they've been, they share all of these things. Uh, Parent-kid relationships, you work on this communication and it can be hard because going to kids for a second, to teens, you're going through so much in terms of growing up. Uh, and as I've said many times before, half the people in your life treat you like you're, you're, you need to be your age and, and not have an opinion and just stay in your corner. And half the people are like, hey, you need to mature and stand up and take responsibility and blah, blah, blah. And so it can be really confusing. And throughout all of that, you're like, oh, I'm right. It's like a first-person shooter game. Like, you're the only perspective you see. And so it's like, I'm right. I know that I'm right. And so I can't believe that my parents don't see this. I can't believe they don't understand what I'm feeling. They've never been this age. They've never felt this way. They have. Now, they should be helping you to, to understand that they have. But 
they're still responsible for you. And so it's a way different thing that we don't understand. They have this responsibility where it's more than what's happening to you. It's like they have the responsibility for themselves, but also for you. And you could be like, well, that's not fair. I'm old enough. I'm 15. I can do what I want. Eh, and that's not how life works. And so that's where it all comes down to not who's right, not who's wrong, not who's doing better, not who's doing worse, but start every conversation, every relationship, every communication session with being quick to listen. Now, obviously, as you saw at the beginning, if you're just standing there silently and everybody's listening, nobody's talking. So be wise about it. But still, when you're talking, when somebody comes to you and starts talking, listen, be quick to listen. Don't listen in order to respond. In a relationship, a dating relationship, in a family relationship, in a friend relationship, in a church relationship, whatever it is, don't listen just to respond. Don't be like, okay, well, they said this thing on the third word. I'm going to really hit on that as soon as I get a chance to talk again. That's not what I mean by listen. When they're talking, whoever it is, listen to what they're saying. Not how they're saying it, not why they're saying it, but listen to what they're saying. And then, you know, when you're turn to respond comes as conversation works take a second not like a weird second but take a second and be like okay this is what you said not you don't say this out loud you're thinking this and then you respond now if there's something that was unclear don't be afraid to ask hey what did you mean by this but our tone matters and this is something where on texting you can get into a little trouble because you can't see tone unless you're all caps or you know, for people of a certain age, all caps is just how you type. Uh, I'm not there yet, but not far away. And so uh, it's hard to see that. I want to say this before I go on. Uh, one of the things that gets minimized, and I feel this myself because I'm introverted and I deal with anxiety and depression. Uh, I live in a world where people want to understand but don't fully understand because most people, not everybody, obviously there's a good percentage of people that are introverted and in this same kind of uh, life, but a lot of people see things the way that they were raised. And so they see things as this is how you should be. Uh, one of my first employers was very always calling me into his office and talking to me because I didn't talk exactly like he did. And I'm not saying accent or anything. I'm saying because I was uh, quick to listen. Not necessarily because I was being biblical, but because, you know, I was very much, uh, I felt less than which is on me, but still I felt less than. And so I would listen to people. And then I would chime in when it was important to chime in. And I still mostly do things like that. Uh, I have, especially over the last year, come to talk a lot more. But right now I'm talking to one person and then a bunch of people in theory. But uh, throughout my life, especially lately, a lot of people are very much like, well, you know, I can't wait till we get back to normal, which is good. I want us to be back to normal. I can't wait till church starts again and youth starts again. But as they continue, they're like, this Zoom stuff, it sucks. And it does. Or, man, I'm so tired of just texting, which again, whatever. Uh, for me, those are my comfortable, comfortable forms of, of communication. Like, uh, with, whether it's my girlfriend or my sister or my friends or people like that, I text most often. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody calls me, I'm going to stare at the phone emptily and be like, oh my gosh, I got to text them soon. I will do that from time to time. But it's like, you know, you have to be capable of having the, the communication that other people are comfortable with also. But to minimize something like texting or even something like letters or emails, uh, it's basically saying your way that you're comfortable with communicating doesn't matter. And we want to be careful with that too. Because as much as texting isn't, is fairly new in the terms of 
life, uh, it's still a way to communicate. One of the things that I've seen a lot is this meme that is on uh, the internet sometimes, and it's about like, you know, people, a bunch of people now on their phones and just staring down, and then it's sliced in half with a bunch of people from like the 30s staring at their newspapers. And it's because we're comfortable with what we're comfortable with, and we see that as normal, but the things that we aren't comfortable with, we don't see as normal, and it's very hard. And all of these things go into listening. All of these things going, go into listening. That doesn't mean you have to change what you're comfortable with in terms of communicating in order to hit with somebody. It just means you have to talk to them and you have to listen and you have to be there. And then it goes to be slow to anger. It's so easy to find someone's button, even if you don't mean to. And maybe you've had a bad day or maybe you've had a bad week or maybe everything kind of sucks right now. And you're in a conversation and somebody says something that just really ticks you off, like LeBron is the GOAT, which is insane. And I cannot understand how anybody would think that by just simply looking at his finals record alone. But it's very easy to let that just set you off because other things, because maybe you didn't sleep well, or maybe your dog didn't eat well, or maybe things that happened to people that aren't me happened. And so you, you have this, this feeling of just blowing up. That is not how communication works. That doesn't mean you're never going to blow up. It doesn't mean you're never going to get angry. It doesn't mean you're never going to have to apologize. But after you listen, don't react right away with that anger. Again, talk, ask, because as it says, our anger does nothing. All it does is tick other people off. And so you get into situations where, say, uh, your mom or dad's boss is just having an awful day and he, he or she yells at them. And then so they yell at their friend or they yell at each other or they yell at you and then you yell at your sibling or you yell at your friend. Because when we get yelled at, it sucks and it hurts. And it falls down and the communication just falls apart. Because anger does nothing. That doesn't mean never get mad at things. It doesn't mean don't have righteous anger. It means we don't do that at people. At things, yes. At the way people act sometimes, yes. But we treat everyone better than that. With respect, by listening, uh, by being slow to get angry, by being slow to speak. By giving our opinion, not hiding what you believe. But doing it in a gentle way. All you have to do is look through the Gospels, through how Jesus lived his life. And each of his relationships, he was very honest. As honest as you could be. He never lied. And more than that, he would tell people just straight into their hearts. I use this example a lot because it's one of my favorite passages, but the woman at the well. Uh, she was guilty of adultery and he told her that. But he didn't keep beating her head over the head with it. And he didn't start with it. And he didn't keep going and going and going until she felt shame, until she cried. He just said it and then... He moved on because he cared about her. He cared about the conversation he, they were having. He knew that that relationship is what mattered, not him being right. And if anybody in the history of time could just walk around being right all the time, it's him because he was. How we treat people matters. Now you're like, well, how does this tie in with communication? How does this help me? All of it works together. In week one, we talked about respect. And we talked about the fact that regardless of what other people deserve, we have to live our lives in a respectful way. Again, speaking up against what's wrong and not allowing people to get away with whatever, but still being kind, being respectful, being gentle, being honest. And that goes into communication and how we treat people, how we see people. Uh, attraction and, and, and having things in common and having the list and all of these things. I talked about the ladder and little Robbie and Tara and their first date and everything else. You have to have those conversations. Because 
if something affects you or something bothers you or something's important to you, nobody else is going to know if you don't share that. Now, that doesn't mean you have to walk around and tell everybody everything, but have people in your life, your family, your closest friends, whoever you love that, that loves you, that you trust, that you can talk to, that you can share things with and be honest. Does that mean that if you're honest and you do everything right that everybody else is and you're never going to have any arguments again? No, it does not. Because again, you look at Jesus. I mean, did everything right. Yet the Pharisees hated him. Judas betrayed him. Peter lied about him. All the disciples ran away from him. All of these things happened. There are people that would not listen to him regardless of how kind he was. And that's going to happen sometimes. But we can only help how we react. We have to do our best. Now, is that fair? No. Life's not fair. We do our best. doesn't mean you let people walk all over you. It doesn't mean you, you allow people to abuse you. It doesn't mean you allow people to hate you. It means that you do your best. Uh, next part of the scripture. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Uh, otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. But if you could... Uh, careful, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Uh, so I wish that I could look in the mirror and forget what I saw, but, you know, that's a, another story. Uh, what this says is obviously to our faith. If you read the Bible, you go to church, you pay attention to me or Tim or Julie or Dwayne or, 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 or Ann or whoever talks, and then you just go and do whatever, and you don't, you treat people like garbage and you don't care and you're mean or cruel or whatever, then what's it doing? And that's what James is saying here. He's like, hey, if you know the, the laws, if you know the rules and you don't follow it, what, you might as well not know them. That's one of the things, and not the only, but that's one of the things that, that people say about Christians in the world. They will see someone just treat or post or say awful things. And then they will say, why would I go to church? A couple weeks ago, Jesus talked about, well, I talked about Jesus talking about uh, lukewarm and how he wants people to make a choice. It doesn't mean that he wants people to choose against him. But if you at least pick a side, then you have the opportunity to change, the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to see a better way. And, and so this is kind of saying a similar thing. If you know what's right and you don't do it, that's worse than pretty much anything else. Now, obviously, like I said, that goes with faith. It goes with our, our Christian faith. If you know what the Bible says, or you know what the right thing is, or you know you're supposed to do this, or you shouldn't do that, uh, uh, you know, do better with that. But it also goes into, like I said, communication, friendship, relationship, family relationship. If you know that what you're going to say is just going to tear down someone, now, I'm not saying you have something you have to tell them, and it's something that, that you're not saying it in a mean way, but it's something that you have to share for their well-being or for someone else's well-being, and you, just, you know that if you tell them it's going to hurt them, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're like, I am just going to slam this person. I saw what they posted, or I saw what they texted, or I saw what they heard what they said, and, and it's like I'm just going to make them feel like garbage. What, what's the point? The point of life, the point of communication isn't to win. I love to win. 
uh, before I came here, I was doing Madden challenges for the Ultimate Team, and you get to open new cards and all of these things, and I love to do that. On Fortnite, I get first, second, third pretty much all the time, and yet, no matter how many times I win, if I get second, I'm upset because I want to win. And absolutely, when I have conversations with certain people, uh, every people, I want to win those. Now, it's not that I think that it's a competition necessarily, but you know, I want to be right because I like being right because I'm always right. But it's like I like to be right, and we all feel that. But relationships, they're not a competition. You can't win marriage or win family relationships or win friendships. You, you can't. And so if you know that what you're going to say is going to truly hurt someone, and there's a way to say it better, there's a way to help through it, there's a way to be more gentle, you've got to choose that. And this is all part of communication. Again, this does not mean don't be honest. Be honest. But we learn from Jesus, who was able to be honest gently, who was able to be honest kindly. Uh, last part of the scripture. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, uh, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in, the distress, in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I've said this several times before to, to youth groups, to uh, church groups, adult, big church, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot of reasons why people choose not to go to church. Uh, and I'm talking when things are normal and we're able to go to church. There are a lot of reasons that people will think of or have, right or wrong, for not going to a certain church or not following Jesus. Now, I believe fully that that's the only way to live, and that's the best way to live. And that's why I do this. I wouldn't be able to stand in front of you and talk, figuratively, if I did not believe that with my entire heart. But it's a choice, and there are a lot of reasons why people choose not to. But by far, the greatest enemy of Christians is Christians. That does not mean that, that every single Christian is wrong. It does not mean that every single Christian always screws up. It does not mean any of that. What it means is, we have to be held to a different standard because we say that there's a different standard. We have to live differently because we say that's what we're supposed to do. And so you can't say, well, they did this, they did that, this is how they're treating me. No. We're Christians. We are supposed to be Christians. It's not in the Bible, it doesn't say, hey, be a Christian until someone that's not a Christian comes up and says something mean to you. And again, you don't have to accept that. Or be a Christian until someone just completely disagrees with your political view. Then just let them have it. Pretty sure Jesus never said that. Now that, does, that also does not mean that there's no point to this. There's a very big point to this. Because we do our best. I believe that. And we just have to learn from our mistakes and keep moving forward. And again, communication. This comes from communication. One of the things that throughout time... I think that the Capital C Church, in case you didn't know what a C was apparently, Capital C Church has failed at, which is the full organization of all denominations and blah, 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 is communication. Because it tends to be more on the don't do this or you're going to hell rather than this is why. 
uh, when I talk about relationships, I do my best to come at it from a, a perspective of this is why this matters. Not just to tell people, you know, because. Now, this does not mean that you go to your parents and say, hey, you said this was a rule just because. Doesn't matter. It's their house. What I'm saying is, this passage talks about communication with each other, with Jesus, with everyone. We have to do better. Actions may speak louder than words, and they do. But our words are our greeting to the world. Our words are what people see or hear. Most of the time, people won't find out about your actions, which doesn't mean you should spend all your time talking and never doing anything good. Opposite. But your words are what hang out in the text messages, what hang out on the post. Your words are there. Most of the time, when you do something good for someone, there's not a camera crew following you and, you know, documenting and then posting and making sure the world knows. It's kind of the point. So how you speak to people, it matters. Why you speak to people matters. In each level of relationship, regardless of what kind, communication is always going to be the key. Respect and trust and, and, and attraction and love, all of these things go into this, but communication is how you get this across. And none of us are perfect at it. We have to work at it. We have to get better. We have to talk. We have to share. We have to be honest. You have to have people in your life that you trust, that you love. Last scripture. This is Matthew 7.12. Uh, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Uh, I probably, among a couple others, have shared this scripture more than any other. Love God, love others absolutely is number one. Uh, I've probably read Psalm 23 a ton, John 3.16 and 3.17 a ton. But this one, sometimes I tack on to the end of almost every message. And that's because it's so universal in what it means. On the surface, do to others what you would like them to do to you. It's Jesus saying, hey, treat people better. Treat them like I would treat them. Treat them with kindness. Treat them with respect. But it also means if you would want someone to talk to you about something, talk to them about that same thing. If you would be uncomfortable in a certain setting talking, if you would rather things be handled differently, then understand that they may too. Now, most of these things we find out by talking, by sharing, and then you learn, and you grow, and you forgive, and you move forward. But you treat people like you would want to be treated, and you talk to people like you would want to be treated. If it ticks you off when someone acts like they're, they know everything, then don't go do that to somebody else. If it just upsets you more than anything, when someone will not listen or will not stop to, to let you say something, then don't do that to other people. It's very simple and it's very hard. There is a book series that's being turned into a movie starring Tom Holland, the only Spider-Man ever. And Andrew Garfield was okay. That's all that I'm going to go. And it's called Chaos Walking. Uh, I saw the trailers and I love Tom Holland and so I was like, I want to see this. It looks kind of neat. And so I started reading the books and I'm not going on a completely different passage here. I know what I'm doing, kind of. And so I started reading the books, and within like a week, I'm through one and a half of the books. And the general concept, and I'll try to be spoiler-free here, although I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I guess I've read the book, as I just said. But the general concept is they're on a different planet or a future Earth or something. Figure that out yourself. And all of the thoughts of every man can be seen. 
not just heard, you can hear the words too, but whatever they're thinking, they can see, and each one can see each other, and there's so many problems. Because so often someone will say something, but in their, their thought bubble that actually appears above their heads, it's something different, and that's how life is. We've all been there. We've all been upset and tried to be kind. We've all been felt good and tried to be mean, like it happens. But that construct is so interesting to me because because of my different issues with relating to people sometimes and feeling love uh, often I have wished that I could read people's minds often I have read comments and been glad that I can't read people's minds but that construct imagine that treat other people like they can see your thoughts again that doesn't mean that everyone needs to know everything about you and everything that you're thinking but just remember that How you treat people is very obvious. Treat them like you would want to be treated. Speak to them like you would want to be treated. Each step, as I said, along the the line of every relationship, each level that you go up, communication is important. When you become friends with someone, you have to talk to them. Whatever you guys want to talk about, whenever, whatever. Family relationships, parents, Kids, brothers, sisters, you have to talk. It's going to be hard sometimes because as I've said and as you know, if you're together so much, especially during a pandemic, you're together so much, you're going to have hard times because you're going to be upset. You're going to see each other at your worst. You're going to see each other at your best. You're going to step on each other and get in. Somebody's going to take the last of the peanut butter. You got to talk. Dating relationships. You have to talk. You have to share. You have to be honest. You have to listen. And the most important relationship you will ever have, Jesus, spoiler, we have to talk to him. When you need help, ask for it. When you need to talk about something, share it. Because prayer, it feels like a one-way street because we don't necessarily hear him coming back to us, but it comes back in different ways. There are absolutely people that can hear his voice. I actually have before. I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything. I'm just saying I've had that experience before. Most of the time, though, it'll come through what someone that loves you say, or through a song, or through a book, or through a church service, something else. We have to be willing to listen there, too. You see, prayer is not just listing a list of things that you want and things that you need to do and things that should be better. It's taking time to listen. It's being honest. And if you can't be honest there, where are you going to be honest? And if you start there, Your relationship with Jesus, with communicating there. And treat him like a best friend where it's like everything that good happens, you talk to him. Everything that bad happens, you talk to him. Listen, care, share. And if you start there and you work on that relationship and you really truly build that relationship, you will be shocked how much of an impact it has on the friendships, on the family, on the dating, on acquaintances. Because that is the centerpiece of our lives. And everything else matters too. But if we can work on that and you can communicate there, then you learn that you can communicate anywhere because you have that stable influence all the time. This series is called What is Love? And absolutely, you could comment under the picture right here and say, well, you talked about trust and respect and attraction and and communication, but I think this is involved. I think this is involved. Yeah. Love could have stretched for a long, long time. But the point is, 
Love is the center of everything. Our love for Jesus. Our love for others. Our struggle or hope or ability to try to love ourselves. To live in that love. To do our best. To build that center relationship. And then allow that to flow into all the others. All of that goes into this. Through this series, we've talked a lot about love because that's the point of the series. I'm not going to say that that's the word that comes up the most in the Bible, although it is. See what I did there? What I'm going to say is I've built my entire life and ministry around four words. And I've said them previously. Love God, love others. That is the centerpiece, the key to all of this. Treating other people like you want to be treated, that's loving others. Being kind, being honest, doing your best, loving God. Communicating, loving both. Trust, respect, finding those, uh, earning those, living with those. Again, both. As I said earlier, it's a simple concept, but it's very hard to do. And as adults, we fail at this. As kids, we fail at this. As adults plus, we fail at this. But, man, do we succeed. I have seen people mess up and mess up and mess up, but then get it and completely change and completely grow and just be such a force for good. Fortunately, I've seen the opposite too, but for us, do your best. Communicate your feelings, your your love, your hopes, your dreams with Jesus, with parents, with family, with whoever that you can, that you trust, that you respect, that you love. And know that you are worth it. One of the things I've said before, and I'm going to essentially end on this. You don't have to change who you are to be worthy of love. doesn't mean that you shouldn't change who you are or how you live. Maybe you should. That's something that God will make clear to you. But you are already worthy of love. Do everything you can to show everyone else that same love. That's all I got.